The mayor doesn't want a grand promenade on State Street, Phil. We found that out. She really rained on our promenade parade. She sort of left open the idea that maybe half of State Street could eventually become a true pedestrian mall when we quizzed her about it at an editorial board meeting with her last week. But even that, she sounds skeptical. And she is unmovable on her plans to put longer, faster, modern buses rolling down the top half of State Street. That is key to her bus rapid transit or BRT plan. We like the plan in general. We just have an issue with three blocks of it, really. Well, today on Center Stage, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics, we're going to play a few audio clips from the mayor during our editorial board meeting with her last week and discuss why a bolder vision for State Street still makes sense. I'm Scott Milford. I'm the editorial page editor for the State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. We are half of the State Journal editorial board. The half that rides the bus more often. Yes. Journal editorial board, along with lots of people in Madison going back decades, have long talked about turning State Street into a true pedestrian mall. For decades, it's been mostly a pedestrian mall. You can't drive your car or truck on there unless you're making a delivery. The taxis can only go on there late at night. Occasional squad car rolls down there, but mostly the only vehicles rolling down State Street, and the only reason we have that big concrete street through the middle is for buses. Yeah, and there's a lot of buses that roll down State Street right now. Now, the mayor and the transportation department are pretty excited, and they keep touting that they're taking some of the buses off of State Street. They're going to reroute some of the buses to other routes. Uh, But a lot of that sort of to make way for this bus rapid transit that's going to be going on the top three blocks, the one to 300 block of State Street. The pandemic cut ridership on buses, understandably, by 64%. I'm actually surprised it wasn't more. Yeah, that's because a lot of people didn't want to be on the bus, an enclosed place where you could catch the virus. And a lot of people just weren't going into work. They were doing work from home. Yeah. But emerging from that... Downtown has really taken a hit. State Street in particular, besides looting, there was a really bad economy during the pandemic because lots of us didn't want to go into stores and restaurants. We were staying home to avoid getting sick. I will say this. It is maddening how very few people, even the downtown boosters, are really scared to mention that the rioting and looting and the broken glass and boarded up windows really kept people away from downtown State Street. That was yeah. a real factor. And, and people are really scared to say that. In, in Madison. But it was it's true that people didn't want to go downtown because they were worried it wasn't safe. Yeah. They didn't want to be hounded by protesters or worry that a protest would spin out of control or have their car stopped and banged on. Well, thankfully, that's pretty much over. I think having a Democratic president Helps. Uh, has calmed <laughs> the Madison activist community. And at the same time, we had the killer of George Floyd in Minneapolis convicted. Yeah. Both good things. Justice, uh, thanks in part to police cameras on officers. So State Street, when we really touted this idea last year about a grand promenade on State Street and ran pictures of the Pearl Street pedestrian mall in Boulder, Colorado, along with that editorial, people really got excited, not just downtown people and shop owners, but lots of Madison people, lots of people across the region just buried us with letters to the editors saying, wow, this is great. Let's pursue this. And the mayor kind of 
came in and poured cold water on it. Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, you know, I think uh, lots of business owners uh, are really excited about the idea. She sort of poo-pooed that as the business owners on State Street are desperate for anything to work, which is true. I mean, it was a really <laughs> rough year. Um, yeah. and, and so – uh, there was a plan uh, by the Downtown Business Improvement District to turn all of State Street into a pedestrian mall this summer on sort of a trial basis. They were going to close the streets mm-hmm. off to bus traffic yep. and let people use all the sidewalk and the terrace space for expanded outdoor cafes or kiosks. But the City Transportation Department really poo-pooed that idea of doing the whole six blocks of State Street. They said, maybe we'll come back and work on the bottom three blocks and the business district, which I think they they sort of decided, well, we weren't going to split our business owners, you know, because basically half of State Street was going to get to be a pedestrian mall and half of it wasn't going to be a mall. And they decided to just drop the whole effort as opposed to, you know, splitting their community in in half. Meanwhile, streets such as Pinckney Street over by Lucille's and the Merchant and King Street – and Main Over Street. Over by Ancora and Main Street. Lots of those are earning buzz and crowds in large part because the city is surrendering a lot of the sidewalk and some of the street. Yeah, parking, uh, specifically parking spaces. They're turning, in a way, Pinckney Street into a pedestrian mall, more of a cafe district, I guess, than a pedestrian mall. But still, it feels like State Street is kind of being forgotten about and people are starting to go other places because cool new things are happening in those places and it gee it would be nice if something cool and new could happen on state street you know there's still some boards up yeah, on windows there's still boards up on windows on state street and you know there's a lot of vacant storefronts on state street more than i've ever seen in the 15 years i've lived in madison it's the roughest it's i've ever seen state street be um and i come from a community detroit which suffered from disinvestment in its downtown in a, in a serious way. And I think people in Madison are sort of they, – they sort of think, well, State Street will always just bounce back. It doesn't have to. I mean, you know, without investment and, and people worried and concerned about it, it's not necessarily going to bounce back. Now, we can't draw out maps here on a podcast for you, but the mayor strongly argues that the buses have to go to the square, which I don't have a problem with. But then they have to go down the first two to three blocks of State Street for an efficient route through downtown for these fast buses and that they can't cross on, say, Johnson or Gorham or go Lake or go West Wash over to University. She wants them on State Street. She wants a small station on State Street. It's not going to – it's going to be a big station. She played it down to be a small station, but it will be a large investment in concrete and on taking up a large chunk of State Street that will not be usable as terrace space or outdoor dining space. Transit is primarily about offering people transportation choices. And it's important for transit to deliver people where they want to be, right, which is – essentially the front doorstep of our business district. Um, It doesn't make sense to, and and for decades we did this, right? For decades we tucked transit out of sight, out of mind, out of the way, because why? I don't know. Maybe because transit riders tend to be poorer and more likely to be of color. and we didn't want to see that. We didn't want those people around. 
Um, but you know, we saw you saw that when um, Madison was citing the transfer points. The the logical thing to do with transit and transfer points in particular is to put them in the middle of an activity center, and yet the choice was made to tuck them away behind things and sort of hidden and um, not in the most you know, active space. And as a result, we've had problems for decades. And she says, well, we got to bring buses to the front door of State Street where people will see them and want to ride them and they can get right to the front door of State Street. But I mean, if you're on the corner of State and Gorham or you're on a different corner of State or Gorham, I don't know why one of them's the front door and one's not. They're both right by State Street. Yeah, I mean, I had, when I first heard of this BRT, my first vision, and I'm not an urban planner, I'm an editorial cartoonist, but I played an urban planner on uh, <laughs> on TV. No, and uh, BRT stands for Bus Rapid Transit. Bus Rapid Transit, yes, because it's, it's a... It's nice bureaucratic phrase. Nice bureaucratic <laughs> phrase. But I sort of envisioned, like, well, we should build these palaces to mass transit at the corner of State and Johnson and State and Gorham, and you get, you know, you... You know that it would take up a big chunk of the the area on State Street, and it would be it could be a, you know you, you go to one station to go east, you go to other station to go west, and it could be these really big prominent centers for mass transit right downtown, like right in the front door of Madison. But it doesn't have to go on State Street. And I think it could go to the square too, and go around to University and hit the. You know, she said we got to hit the University. We got to go by the University with this. Yeah. Well, you can hit that right over on uh, University Avenue uh, by Park Street. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the heart of campus. I don't know why that is less convenient for you students than walking up State Street four blocks. Yeah, I don't. I don't exactly understand their five the, the reasoning. And we, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of spatial talking about yeah, downtown Madison. It's a little confusing, but uh, you know, I, I just, I, I just feel like they're really set in their ways about this, and they're not. You know, they're not listening to what the whole community wants. They're really, you know, it's it's very much what's best about the transition. And I care about it. We, you know, we, you know, Madison needs a. We need this faster bus system. Yeah, you know, it's it's absolutely essential. And and you know, this the, this whole idea is really great, and I'm really supportive of it. I just got three blocks out of the out of the like ten miles of system they're planning that I got a beef with. As our editorial is saying this Sunday, I don't think we need to pit these fast new buses against State Street and talk of turning it into a promenade. I don't know why it has to be one or the other. Why can't Madison have both? Part of what's going on is, in fairness to the transportation people, they've studied this for years. They've put in their plans. This is where it's going to go. Otherwise, they got to change their plans, and they don't like changing plans. they got it all figured out this way. Yeah. And they've got their transportation principles like front door. Um, And I have no doubt that running right through the heart of Madison, even a shopping district that will slow buses down, is probably the best thing for transportation. But when we're talking about a larger city and a State Street business area that's been decimated, I don't think it's all about transportation. I think we want to look broader than that about what's the best direction for our city overall. And if the buses happen to uh, go around or through uh, rather than right down State Street, I don't see why that's such a problem for our bus system. Yeah, I I completely agree with you, Scott. Um, You know, one of the things that the mayor and some other people have said, and they try try to make this about – 
class and race is they, they sort of poo-poo people who would like to do the pedestrian mall. You know, they, they sort of poo-poo it as like, well, you don't want bus riders on State Street. That couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, I think a, a successful State Street is dependent on a really good, reliable mass transit system. But, you know, you know they don't run subway cars through Times Square in, in, in Manhattan, you know. Yeah. You know, it goes underneath the ground. And, 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 you know, there are all sorts of examples of transit being next to, adjacent, part of, incorporated into these big pedestrian areas that doesn't necessarily need to go through it. The mayor and some others are trying to suggest that there's uh, disdain for the poor or racism involved in people who want to have a cool downtown promenade along State Street. In reality, poor people who ride the bus or journalists like you and I who often have ridden the bus, people are, they're going to ride the bus anyway. They have to ride the bus because they don't have a car. Yeah. The BRT, these fast, snazzy, cool-looking buses, those aren't aimed at poor people. They're trying to get the middle class to ride the bus rather than drive the car so that then our narrow downtown isthmus doesn't get congested. Yeah, the, the, the term in the transportation speak is they're trying to encourage choice riders. Yeah, so this isn't about poor people riding the bus. This is about choice riders, predominantly <laughs> white people coming in and commuting. And we support this. And we love that. That's great. But I think the mayor and, and some of the transportation people trying to make this some sort of equity issue because the bus might stop on one side of a corner rather than the other side of the corner of the same block, I just don't buy that. No. It's, and I think it's just a political talking point. Well, you, to, it's playing the race card in Madison, which is always the right card to play. But it's comfy white people playing the race card. It I is, mean, yeah. Which, which – it doesn't it, – it lacks the authority. Um, the moral authority. Yeah. And we've talked to several members of the city council, many of them people of color, who are very supportive of this idea of revitalizing downtown State Street. I think it's really ironic that if you look at the city council, you know, lots of the people of color on the city council are very supportive of investing in downtown and wanting, wanting to keep it safe. It's the white people who complain about downtown being the whitest, most privileged district in, in Madison. Yeah, and that was Alder Kemble – who erroneously called the State Street area the whitest neighborhood in the city, which it isn't. And she just got beat by Charles Miazzi, who loves the idea of having a pedestrian mall on State Street, who wants to invest in State Street and try to help it work. He's an African-American man, and he won the election. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I – think that's pretty clear that I think this is a this is a popular winning idea. And you know it, what drives me nuts is there was this proposal to to try and do this on a trial basis this summer to try and help the businesses. And you know why it you know why this the city staff was so opposed to it? Here's my theory as to why the city staff was so opposed to it. They were worried it'd be wildly successful and really popular. Yeah, and, and then, then it, it would, would screw up their plans. Scum, gum up their plans for this BRT, you know, which is really frustrating that they're they're trying to keep uh, popular ideas that the people of Madison want, which would be supportive of these businesses, which are so central to who we are as a city on State Street. Mm-hmm. You know that they they just all you know goes out. All of their needs, desires, and and their issues are subjugated for three blocks of buses on the top of State Street. Yeah, another point the mayor makes is she says, "Well, retail is changing." That. Uh, Amazon, that people are buying stuff on Amazon. The retail world is not going to be the same anymore. 
And so we got to have the BRT buses going on the top three blocks of State Street. I feel like that's the exact argument <laughs> against it. You know, like you know, we, we, the State Street is not going to be a shopping district in the future. It has to be an entertainment area. Uh, that has experiences with some shopping involved, but yeah. there's you know people are not going to go to State Street to buy a three piece suit to wear to work anymore, unless they're just going down there for some other reason too. I mean, you know, it's got to be a place that draws people in. Now, I don't think we want State Street to be like Beale Street in Memphis, or you know, we don't want it to be like a drunken booze hound area with just bars and restaurants, you know. But it's got to be an experienced place like you see at Hilldale, like you're seeing mm-hmm. over on Pinckney Street and Main Street and King Street where it's it's about the vibe and the experience, not about the brick-and-mortar retail businesses. Yeah, and the buses don't go right through the middle of Hilldale. They catch it on the Main Streets near Hilldale, which works just great. Yeah. I will credit the mayor. She came in. She told us her position. She defended her position. We had a civil conversation about it for close to an hour and touched on some other issues. Um, You know, I respect her view, and I think she's somebody who, before she came mayor, used to study cities. She's she's very kind of wonky about urban policy and planning, and she's super smart about it, and she thinks this is the best way to go is to have those fast buses – Go down the top of State Street, even though I think that'll slow them down and they're supposed to be fast buses. Nonetheless, she thinks that's best. I just think that there's a higher plane here. There's like a there's a bigger view of what Madison maybe could become. And um, she just doesn't want to look up at that or think too much about that or, or, or allow it to start to blossom because she obviously sees it as a threat to the buses. Yeah. And I just still go back to the point is I don't think they're against each other. I don't think a promenade and fast buses have to be mutually exclusive. I think they can exist right downtown and both be successful. You know, I just have to contest the, the premise. Uh, I've been to a lot of pedestrian malls, one actually last weekend. You know, I went to a pedestrian mall that's literally two blocks long. They had more vacancies than we have on State Street. And State Street is six blocks long, Ithaca, New York. It's been a pedestrian mall for decades. It's been reinvested in, uh, by my count, three or four times. Chronic vacancy chronic problems, some of the same problems that we have on State Street. Uh, you know, it being a pedestrian mall is has not been a panacea. You see the same thing in Burlington on Church Street, right? I don't know what their vacancy rate is like. I haven't talked to the mayor about that recently. But the last time I talked to him about it, he said it's a, it is a constant struggle to keep the right business mix. And... You know, so them being a pedestrian mall has not been a panacea to getting businesses to be successful. They, in fact, were in the process last time I was out there of redeveloping a, a major commercial property there because they had a failing mall. Uh, I mean, it's just it, so I, you know, people think of these destinations as wonderful places, and they are. But when you actually dig into how successful have they been, how hard or easy it is to fill the spaces with the right business mix, um, I I don't 
think any of them are are so wildly more successful than Madison. Yeah, I mean, she does know a lot about urban planning, and and urban planning history will tell you that there was a move in the 1970s and 80s to try and save downtowns across America. So they took out the parking, they took the they took the cars off the street, and made these pedestrian malls at a time when they were competing with. They was going against this trend of suburban shopping malls, and a lot of these pedestrian malls failed. Um, Detroit had one; it was a disaster and disaster, disaster. Um, but you know, if you look at the the cities where the pedestrian malls have been successful, it's usually college towns by water. Uh, climate helps, but you know, the 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 captive student student audience is really key to the success. And Pearl Street has seen uh, you know really successful. Uh, pedestrian mall. I believe that Charlottesville, Virginia has a really successful pedestrian mall. Um, so I think Madison is really the outlier here. I mean, you can you can cite the data that says 80% of these malls failed, but that's a different time. Yeah. And Burlington, Vermont, they get winter just like us. They've got a successful mall. Uh, yeah. Boulder, Colorado, they have winter. Everybody that we've talked to there says it's going great there. The mayor s- says this is a done deal. It's happening, period. Let's move on. And yeah, maybe the bottom three blocks of State Street you could someday have as a promenade, but eh, I doubt it. That's sort of her view. But, you know, she's not going to be the mayor forever. She, she, we asked her if she's running for re-election in two years. She said she's not saying whether she is or not at this and, point. And she, did, she did cite how hard it is to be mayor right now nationwide. And, you know, the mayors all across, yeah. the, uh, across the country are deciding that this is a really hard job they don't really want to do anymore. And it's been a – it's a hard job at one of the worst times with in the history pa- with, with the, the pandemic. pandemic and, the, and the riots and the racial reckoning, you know, which, you know, I'm, I'm glad we are having a reckoning on race. Yeah. But it's the – it's been hard for cities to manage the protests and the riots. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is these buses are supposed to start rolling in 2024. It's not necessarily clear if she's going to be the mayor in 2024. So, you know, she doesn't want to talk about a promenade, but I don't think Madison has to stop talking about it. Mayors come and go. State Street's going to be there for a long time. And so are you and I. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Here in Madison. So are lots of people who love this place and want to see it succeed. Obviously, nothing's happening this year. I do think, though, there's a potential opportunity with Biden in the office in the White House to get some infrastructure money to really rethink downtown and to maybe rebuild State Street. So we'll see how that infrastructure bill comes out too. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, having the BRT is a a long-term decision and we should, you know, I'm, you know, it's exciting that it's moving forward, and we should just think very carefully about what our downtown looks like going forward. I give props to the mayor for coming in, you know, and speaking to us. It's really good to hear her perspective, and it's nice to hear from her again. Um, I do, you know, I feel for her, even though I have disagreements with her sometimes. We endorsed her, and one of the reasons we endorsed her was this BRT plan that we were really supportive of. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, she gets it from both the left and the right in Madison. I mean, the right, you know, the the. You mean she gets it from both the left and the further left? The left and the further left. <laughs> I mean, you know, but um, you know, she is. Yeah, it's and it's really hard. You know, I can tell that it's it's hard when people you sort of identify. I think she would identify herself as a progressive. Yeah. And it's hard when progressives think you're being a fascist, which I think a lot of people think she's doing, you know, because she's in love with the police. And, you know, she has to make real decisions as a real mayor. Yeah. You know, and it's it's hard when people who you've always felt were on your side 
don't like you anymore because of the decisions you have to make because you live in a real world that has real consequences. And I, I think that weighs on her. I also say it's it, whenever, you know, I know when we write this editorial, whenever I do a cartoon about her and we ever write an editorial about her, it goes on Facebook, the trolls come out for her and they are misogynistic and just nasty. And that's hard to deal with. And she does not deserve that because she's, you know, a smart, intelligent person who's doing her best for the city of Madison. She's got convictions, and I respect that, but, you know, misogynists and trolls, you know, this is, you're not helping anybody. Welcome to Social Media, Phil.